Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. This is actually episode number 90. We're very excited to talk to you in a little bit, but before we begin, make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever else, Google Play, we're on there too, so make sure you check us out. And make sure you are following us and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms as well, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs. We'd love that. Um, So we start off our cast being a little bit thankful, which I thought was lovely. Mm -hmm. And then we went into workplace toxicity. Right. Through the lens of America's Got Talent. Yes. Because things be going down there that that seems a bit shady. But we talk about how do we navigate workplace um, toxicity and how to prevent it and how to navigate it if you are in it, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was helpful. So we use we cite some sources online that you can get to um, if you are thinking about what kind of workplace you're in and what kind of workplace you want to be in. So things to consider. Absolutely. What about basketball? So with basketball, we uh, we went to standings and some stats, which are always fun to go through. And then we dive into Carmelo. He back. Having a great week. Welcome back, Melo. Glad he, to have you back. He is the player of the week for this week for the Western Conference. Well, for last week. Oh, for last week. Yes, because yeah. this week is this week. Mm-hmm, but you know mm-hmm. what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we talk about some feelings. Kyrie Irving put some stuff out there in the social media sphere, and we kind of parse it out and try to examine. Yeah, and I don't think it's as complicated as maybe people may think it is to be, unless I'm bugging, but... No, he's just citing that there's a human condition. Yeah, there's a human And we all we all mask. are in this web of condition and complexity mm-hmm. and so isn't we, it we are, we are we are of multitudes he's saying reflective consciousness oh right okay yeah. what a trip what a trip <laughs> but yeah our dope people were dope and i don't know it was a really fun cast to do as per usual mm-hmm. so make sure you check it out folks we'll see you in a bit What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. This is actually episode 90. Yep. Not last week's was 89. Today's 90. I messed up. We got excited. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so we typically start our dabbling section of the cast mm-hmm. with our um, Darkos, which is our lows, uh-huh. or and our LeBrons, which is our highs. But I feel like this time uh-huh. we should because of the se- we're in the season of Thanksgiving ah. and winter wonderland and it, warm and fuzzies I feel like it makes the most sense to mm-hmm. say at least one thing that we are thankful for if not multiple things if you'd like to share that you're thankful for I am thankful for my health Preach. and friendship mm-hmm. here and so many other friends yes and also um that i don't care about football as much as i used oh, to oh it hurts my heart because i care about it so i deeply. know you do it's just <laughs> i can't have my emotions all entangled in the thanksgiving day game because it's you know yeah my bears won 
Your Bears won. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. But if I were a Dallas Cowboys fan today, I Yo. I watched. I only watched about six minutes of that Yo. game because I was in other company with people who were watching on Thanksgiving Day, Yo. and I watched the kicker shank too. Yeah, two field goals off off the post or I, not even close. I just, may not have sad. laughed a lot. People look sad. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's okay, football people. Life will continue. The world will spin. <laughs> Nothing. It wasn't do or die. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it's a game. So. Uh, we should put a cap on do an update on cap. Oh, okay. We should probably post that in our in our dabbling section. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, that's but awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm, th- I'm thankful for all of that. It's going uh, going good, and I'm thankful that I have what I need in life. Yeah, so true. Great. So Cyber Monday and Black Friday got none of my money. I continued none of your on. Money. I just continued on. Yeah, I was trying, like, I, okay, I'll tell you, it, it'll be included in what I'm thankful for. Okay. I'm thankful for Bath and Body Works. Yes, B&B. Having an insane sale for yeah? Black Friday. What was so it? I actually ended up go- going to a mall um, out in Long Island on Saturday. I went to a mall in Jersey. Yeah, it was I've done it twice this year, and mm-hmm. it's it was lovely. Okay. Um, it was it was a lovely like nostalgic experience of like high school. <laughs> like I was okay. just like, huh, all I'm all I need is to like, you know, search for a boy that I'm like crushing on and mm-hmm. like trying to hang out with him. Oh, nice. Um, you know, because that's what girls do in high school. That's what guys were doing in high school? <laughs> yeah, looking you hung for, out at the mall. Look for gals. Look for gals at the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you would know that they were there. Like it wouldn't just be like sitting sure. there. You know, you're scouting. Hanging, you're just hanging out, loitering. <laughs> yeah, loitering. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, but Bath and Body Works. There's this this candle that I love from Bath and Body Works. Mm-hmm. No ad here. This is just a a a, a bry choice here. Okay. You know, a bry plug. Uh, it's called uh, Rose Water and Ivy. Mm. And the three wick, which is typically like twenty five dollars. A three wick candle. Three a candle wick with candle. Three of those threads. Three of those threads. Okay. Pretty substantial, and they last quite a long time. Right. Um, is typically like twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. with tax and everything, like twenty six, like twenty four ninety nine. That's or, how much candles are. Yeah, like this candle stuff is like it's legit. Like makes candles your cost whole room money. It costs mad money. But they had a sale for like essentially fifty percent off. So yeah. I got may or may not on like five candles okay sorry not sorry and there's also this other one called mahogany teakwood it smells Mm -hmm. like man it smells like man yeah like a very sexy man i'm gonna show you okay bring it in the folks at home can't smell what i'm about to smell but i do want to point out that mahogany and teakwood is i guess the kind of cologne you're looking for on a man so i'll I'll go do some shopping online and see if I know. All right, I have the candle. I'm smelling. Yeah, it smells like a cologne from yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah, it smells like a man. Yeah, yeah, it smells yeah. like a dude. It smells okay. Smells like a very That's what clean, you like? sexy You want your whole dude. apartment to smell like a dude? No, 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 no. I only bought like one or two of those. Like mm-hmm. you know, when I'm feeling lonely. Just light just up your dude with, candle. Light up my dude candle. Oh, it's, have you noticed? In here. Just so you know, it smells like bio. <laughs> Just so you know, this is this is in my bedroom. It smells like <laughs> bo is, and Old Spice. <laughs> That's not what it smells like. <laughs> it smells quite lovely. So I'm thankful for uh, sense because, like, I you know I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on four specific candles. You know, mm-hmm. so I was able to buy five for significantly cheaper, and yeah. it was lovely. 
Um, I'm also very thankful for my health, my family, my friends. Um, super duper thankful for this podcast. Um, cause I enjoy decompressing with you. Likewise. It's like a good, it's a good point of like, it's like, you know how, like I have church, mm-hmm. which I go to. Yeah, me I have too. therapy that, oh, you go to church too? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I walk by a church. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> several days a week. I was about to say, I'm like, when did you start going to church and not let me know? I walk out, I give a little nod. I'm like, like, what up, G? Still looking good. <laughs> what up, Keep big G? Keep those spires high. <laughs> um, there's like my, my times that I go to church therapy appointments that i have like now mm-hmm. i go like once every three weeks or so okay you know just to kind of that's in a regular schedule yeah every three weeks yeah every two to three weeks depending on what i need a two to three yeah okay yeah. i hope your uh therapist is okay with that yeah no that'd be it weird was, if it someone was a, it was a decision that we made because we were going yeah. every week and then it was like every other week and then and then now we just once like, a month is too little but Two every two weeks is like too soon. Right. So it was Man. It's like and like I always, you know, she's around if I need If somebody asked me to make a standing appointment for every three weeks, I'd be like, nah, man. Yeah. One, two, or four. Yeah. You cannot you gotta No, the three weeks has been good for me. Okay. Because it's but uh Fantastic. Yeah. You know, we we're making it work. Um, I'm also thankful for cornbread. Cornbread. Because that was served at my Thanksgiving nice. meal. Uh in the company that I was keeping. Yes. And Trader Joe's cornbread box is good, and then you add those green chili flakes in it, Ooh. and you could do a little bit of cayenne if you really want to get smoky. Oh. But then some people really love cornbread, and then they take all the leftovers for oh, themselves. Oh, no. So, did they get called out? Yes, they did. Oh. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> that it wasn't you? <laughs> that it was not me, and that uh, cornbread is for the masses. Let them eat cornbread, and it's a nice compliment to a chili. So, yeah, I had plenty of that. I had delicious. Yeah, I had really good food at my company mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of good food. Did you have mac and cheese? Yes. How many kinds? Just the one. Okay. Classic. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Yeah. You know, it was a it was a it was really delicious. This like was it, the first year I had a spicy mac and cheese. Oh. With the cayenne in it. Mm. Flavor drink. Okay. It was so good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I missed my sister's mac and cheese. My sister makes uh, like mm-hmm. homemade roux, like like she had the pasta. Yeah, like, sure. Like, oh, wait, well, you didn't pasta. have roux in it? No, I'm just saying, no, I just miss my sister's in general, like Got the way it. she makes it. No, that's how they made it here, too. It wasn't oh, okay. like mac and cheese, like easy yeah. mac. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was, yeah. But I just miss my sister's. That's what I was she... envisioning. You were sitting with a box of Kraft mac and <laughs> just... she was like, oh, Brian, yeah. oh, no, sad. <laughs> no, that's that's depressing. That's for all the other days of the year. Yes, Not exactly. For Not for this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like, she just, she makes lots, she puts in a lot of different cheeses, lots of flavor. Mm-hmm. It's quite delicious. And cool. Yeah. So I missed hers. But Aww. It's always we always try to remake it. I haven't heard it. from your sister in a while. I know she's doing good. They're all they're all killing okay, it. Okay, good. You know, doing getting promotions and doing well in life. That's and awesome. That's awesome. It's all good things. Um, I also let them know that I'm about to do a podcast, so they know not to call. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That started working. <laughs> yeah. Then that took only a year and a half. Yeah, only a year and a half. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I'm also just thankful for lessons learned mm-hmm. and ways to continue to improve and be a better me. Yeah. 
in ver- in all levels, right? Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, professionally, mm-hmm. socially, all those things. So that's dope. Yeah, I'm all I'm all happy happy pants in that way. But I'm all also right. like stressed. Life is stressful and all those other things. But we're, we're killing it. I hear that. But you have we have no choice but to kill it. Keep killing it. Man. Yeah. All right. So what are we doing? What are we talking about on this cast? You know, this cast is kind of a special one. I feel like it's going to be a special one because I kind of want to talk about workplace toxicity. Okay. Specifically, um, it was Dwayne Wade, or I'm sorry, Dwayne Wade, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> formerly of the Miami Heat. No, we're not talking about basketball, but his wife, Gabrielle Union um was one of the judges for AGT America's Got Talent mm-hmm. um which is a con- con- Simon what's his name Simon Cowell Simon Cowell I was going to say what is his name Simon Cowell's like thing that he did he mm-hmm. like left American Idol and he did America's Got Talent British Got Talent sure. and whatever uh, whatever the yeah the the thing is so uh she was recently it was announced that her and julianne huff who were the two female um judges for mm-hmm. the cat for the for the show next to howie mandel and simon cowell julianne huff is a dancer from uh dancing with the stars she's very pretty blonde petite dancer got it just saw a picture Uh, yes Uh, her last name is not spelled the way that i would have spelled it no um so it was announced that they weren't coming back after one season america's got talent is known to have multiple female judges like recycled Mm -hmm. like but prior to them was heidi klum and um mel b from the spice girls the black girl from the spice girls for a while then they were out and then these two came in but simon kyle and howie mandela has been kind of like the staple in the america's got talent one it's always been kind of standard. Okay. The hosts have always been kind of different. They've had Nick Cannon. They've had, um, oh my God, what's the America's Next Top Model person? Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. And Terry Crews is the most recent uh, like host of the show. Yeah, Terry. Yeah. So like the shows, you know, the, if you've ever seen the Golden Buzzer Beater, it's always the, the, the act that like pulls at your heartstrings and it's very sweet, whatever. But it was announced that they weren't coming back. Um, and so people were like, oh, that sucks. But then uh, Dwayne Wade was like, nah, we're not going to just say that. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically goes on Twitter and goes, so I'm like super proud of my wife because AGT straight up fired her. Um, and everybody who, and he didn't say much other than like everybody who knows my wife and knows what she does knows that she is a person of character and is a person who will fight for our cause and our culture, our community and our culture. Mm -hmm. So that was just kind of like, what the hell does that mean? Um, And he said, it quote, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Over this this past year, I've been approached by many people saying that my wife, Gabrielle Union, Mm -hmm. is the main reason they started watching AGT, America's Got Talent, uh, or that they love her insight and sincerity on the show. So when I got the news that my wife was being fired, my first question was obviously why. I'm still waiting on a good answer to that question. But if anyone knows Gabrielle Union or have heard of her, you know that she's an advocate for our community and culture. Um, And so anyway, so she basically he was basically like, 
you're still my number one chick. You're the best, whatever. Um, hmm. And so, like, people were like, what the hell? Has she got fired for what? So Variety posted a article that basically said uh, a news report that offers some insight into decision. And it claims that while working on the show, Union uh, had expressed concerns over racially insensitive situations during the time that she was a judge. So one of the guest judges was Jay Leno, and he allegedly made a joke that was later you know, removed from the episode because mm-hmm. she was like, that's not okay. It was a dad joke. It was, mm, it was, was a, a racist. Leno joke? It, was, it was a Jay Leno racist joke. Uh, let's, I just want to make it clear. Just want to make it clear just for the folks at home. Yeah. I just want people to know Jay Leno is not funny to me. He's never really been funny. Stick to your cars and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there was other moments where apparently he had mentioned something about making fun of Simon Cowell, a picture of Simon Cowell and his dogs that was on like the hallway somewhere and he's like Mm -hmm. oh it's like this is like a korean meat market like Mm -hmm. when he looked at the Mm -hmm. picture it's like really like Mm -hmm. what's that needed um additionally there was reports that came out that were saying that both julianne huff and gabrielle union were criticized about what they were wearing how they looked specifically that gabrielle's ever-changing hairstyles were a little too black Mm-hmm. You know, they toned that down. Too black, like she, like her hair is dark. She has black hair. Oh, honey. What do you mean? I mean by African American, but it was too African. Oh, black. it's too cultural. Culturally black. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, and, I'm just, and then I've Julian only, Huff was I, also talked about like how like what she was wearing, her makeup, all those different. I'm things. just looking at pictures of uh, her. I don't know if. Gabrielle made it on the air with any of those hairstyles, but all I see of pictures of Gabrielle Union on uh, AGTV uh, are Age- pretty tame. I think so AGT. too. There's nothing. There's nothing that I'm like. But she was. It was commented on that, and obviously she was fired. Some are saying it's because of uh, some of the racial things and just the toxic work environment that uh, was there. So, what are your thoughts on how do people navigate? Talks like obviously Gabrielle Union is fine as far because she still has other endorsements. She has she's working on the new Bad Boys 3 movie that's coming out. She's you know, she's doing things. Julian Huff, same thing, is doing things and working on projects. So they're pretty much okay. But like mm-hmm. most folks are only doing one job, maybe yeah. two at most. Um, if they, you know, trying to make ends meet and things like that. Mm-hmm. How do you survive a toxic work environment? Uh, do you survive? Do you just leave if you have no other choice? I, it depends on the, I've never been in a toxic work environment where I felt like things were racially insensitive. Right. Neither have I. I've definitely been in work environments that I'm just kind of like, yeah, this person definitely doesn't like me. That's not true. I've had that. But I was, I was a grad student working in a department. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's a giveaway for anyone who knows me. But it was operating from an individual standpoint and institutionally it was coming from people who meant well right here's the thing the people there's a difference for me in people who i so we'll talk about the enneagram one day Uh here's one of the numbers on the enneagram the enneagram has nine numbers that have different personality types i'm one of my numbers is i'm a seven Mm -hmm. that means you're an optimist that's 100 percent you you're always seeing the silver lining or the good in people Yep. Yeah. I am I, not those. I am not that. I, yeah, you, well, you'll take the Enneagram and you'll tell me what your numbers are. And I'll bet you I can peg you. 
Um, what do you think my numbers are? Uh, well, I'll, I'll guess before our next episode. Okay. When we do it, We're I'll, gonna do we'll an guess our, episode. We'll, we'll guess both of our numbers before we reveal our numbers. Got it. But one of the things about me is, um, yeah. So I, when a Jay Leno makes a comment or someone makes something irate. Uh, racially insensitive or any other kind of insensitive. Right. I also look at that with what's the intention of this person. Do they mean well or whatever? Um, I'm sure like Jay Leno was asked about this mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I think Gabrielle's a great girl. She's yeah. a great girl. She's a good girl. She's great at what she does. But when asked about the actual joke, mm-hmm. he like did not answer and just yeah, like, kept sure. it moving. I just watched the Dave Chappelle stand up. The oh, the one on one. Netflix. The one on Netflix. I just watched the I most recent one. I couldn't get through it. Um, I did. I didn't finish only because I was falling asleep toward after the first forty minutes or so. Um, and I will say the only reason why I didn't get through it, uh-huh. I was surveying who was in the room that I was watching it with, uh-huh. and I'm like, this is not good for that person, so I'm going to nip it. Oh, based so on, that based... person was reacting negatively. No, no, no. I don't think they were, but I think they would have if it continued on based on the topics they that he was talking about. They were laughing. No. They were pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. And I sen- so I sensed that too. I was also dealing with a lot of things at work uh-huh. that were just like very sensitive, like just sensitive related Got stuff. It. And I'm kind of just like, yo, I'm not ready to like... Got it. Like, I'm not ready to hear those jokes just yet. I hear that. You, you know, know what? what? You like, know what? I- I'm sure. Your- Dave Chappelle, in my eyes, mm-hmm. genius. I said this to someone today. Genius. Having watched that stand-up and heard for months now how offensive it oh, was. Oh, it's incredibly offensive. I understand why people would be offended by it. I realize how intelligent this guy actually is. Totally. He's and- so... The things that he said were not so out of the ballpark of... And so with a Jay Leno quote about something like a Korean meat market and there being pictures of a dog on a wall... It's an insensitive joke. Insensitive, but it's one step away from something true, either culturally or in the minds of... Uh, Americans? Not Americans in the in the way we've talked about it, yes. But Jay Leno's joke is not a good joke. I mean, let me not draw a, a parallel. I don't want to. Like, it's not a good joke. I don't want to draw. I've never thought Jay Leno was intelligent or funny. Mm-hmm. I don't want to draw. A David parallel. Letterman, on the other hand, yeah, I Letterman's find really good, incredibly smart. Well, he, that's always been the the thing. Letterman versus Leno. One was for the smart people, and one was for everybody else. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I CBS mean, not, and NBC drew the line. Yeah, and then so for me, it was like, and. I, and I used to like Leno stuff when I was a kid, sure, because I thought he was a comedian. He was like the definition of a comedian. He has a funny chin, and he you know, like right. stammers and stumbles, and he has a high pitched voice, and he's silly. But Letterman was uh, discerning and a little bit sharp, you know, yeah. with his with his humor. That's that's <laughs> where I ended up going. But I don't want to draw a parallel between Chappelle and Leno. Yeah, because those two are not the same. same. Chappelle's jokes were not as one-to-one as that. They were, he would draw analogies that were offensive. Mm -hmm. But if you read between the lines of those analogies, you're like, oh, he's... He's not wrong. He's commenting on a larger thing, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. What he's drawing to, and the words he's using and all that are shock. Right. But there are things that we've heard before, 
and he's commenting more deeply on them through humor. Mm. And so for the people who didn't like it or didn't get it, um, I, d- I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I j- but I think you need to be a- in a particular place to hear that. Right. And so when- well, it's, but I think that's anything, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in a world where people are like, people are too sensitive. They're too sensitive. Like, trigger warning. And, like, and there's certain things that I think is important to have trigger warnings on because some things are, like, not fun to talk about if you, like, dealt sure. with it, right? Like, you've dealt with rape. You've dealt mm-hmm. with murder. You've dealt with like incredible bouts of like depression that is like debilitating like those are some things that you just don't want to or suicide ideation you those are some things that you want to be like lulls Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this is hilarious you know it's like no that's not there's better ways to like be funny like there's more intelligent ways to be funny than to just be offensive it needs to be yeah someone who is a professional comedian Mm -hmm. i would hope that their jokes operate on multiple levels right that's, As it should. Yeah, when it's a one to one. It's lazy when it's not. Yeah, that's that's the difference. Uh, he, he, comedians are the philosophers of our time. Mm, okay. For the people, like yeah. that's what they do. They are in public spaces to offer insight into the everyday and the supernatural. Right. Things that go beyond. Uh, it's a it's a oneness. It's right. Like we, it's a oneness that they convey through right spe- specificity. Sure. And so when I see people in a crowd who like don't at the comedy cellar or some other place right. and they heckle or they don't get it, I'm like ah man, you know. I hope that uh, I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee and Jamie Foxx was one of the guests. So this is this is with um, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. who I also find pretty funny oh yeah i love I jerry him, yeah um but jerry said some insensitive stuff too he said something like uh about china on one of the episodes with mm-hmm. ricky gervais and i mean it's the company you keep ricky gervais I, is just pretty crass yeah i don't mind it i i you know it just am he, I, I will say he, his crass is not my style okay yeah yeah, yeah. he's i enjoy both of those guys i've not come across a joke that i was off put by but jerry said something about china Mm -hmm. that raised uh questions for me where okay i won't get into it but it was just basically um okay is jerry wrong about the statement that he's making it's a joke it's an offhanded joke but is it based in truth right Uh, one could make the argument right and so they were doing a whole segment on that episode of should we leave it in should we not leave it out obviously they left it in Mm -hmm. because they're talking about it but they went through the mental hoops of should we or shouldn't we Mm. kind of letting out the steam from someone who might hear that initially and say how could they leave that in here right they left in the part showing them thinking about should we or shouldn't we right the moral conflict and complexity of that i think is important and Jamie Foxx was talking about when he went on, I forget what show it was, but he he did a stand up Mm -hmm. and he did some he killed. Everybody was like, oh, it's amazing. It was great. He left and he got seven different factions reaching out to him about seven different issues they had a problem with. Sure. And the example that he gave of one of them was so ridiculous Mm -hmm. and silly. It was like, all right, folks. Right. You know, so there's a part of me that also recognizes that in the social space or professional space, people operate 
on different different levels and we're all different people so we hear things differently than maybe intentions might put it out there so i think in this workplace environment conversation i'm making some room for interpretation sure and i think there needs to be some room for grace too right but oftentimes so i think about it this way i think i think there's a couple of things there's this there's this narrative that people there's this one narrative that's out there that people are too sensitive um anything that anyone says that's offensive they want to report and like be upset about right Mm -hmm. so like you said something to me about like my indian food that i brought to work i could technically report to oeo for being insensitive or Mm -hmm. whatever right like uh, office of equal opportunity and be like hey this guy made a comment about the food I'm eating. Does every workplace have an office of some, equal opportunity? It's typically with their HR department. Yeah. There's some sort of version of it. Um, and that's who someone just, reports to if they have a concern. Like some sort of, like, obviously, like if there's sexual misconduct and things mm-hmm. like that, there's obviously much more serious cases. But I also wonder... So there's that, and so I and I and I am of a I am of a mindset now and at an age where I really am challenging people to think about being resilient in moments when they feel like they're they have no hope or whatever, because mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that's just been missing in a lot of the conversations that I'm having with a lot of young people that I engage with. I'm just like, look, if everything was offensive to me, I would just, if everything that was said to me was offensive to me, I would just be very debilitated and I, I, I wouldn't be able to function. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some tough conversations with supervisors. I've had tough conversations with peers, with people I supervise, with my family, with friends that aren't easy to swallow. Some of it, I just have to be like, it is what it is and move forward. Or I'm like, okay, it is what it is. I need to change my behavior so that I can be better or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. describe whatever you want to describe. Yeah. Um, so I see all of these things and hear all these things. I, I think, so there's a sensitive piece of it, but I also, so I want people to be like, be resilient, but I also think we need to keep, keep people at a standard of like, no, you, you yeah. want, be wise with your words, you yeah. know, be, be impeccable with your words. Mm-hmm. Um, the four agreements come to mind. If that's a book, it's a very quick read book. It's a, it's the four agreements. It's uh, I forget what the act, all four of them are. Can you look them up actually? Yeah. One of them being, um, um, being, um, be impeccable with your words. Um, be, I think something else is like be excellent in something. Or am I off? What are come back? Um, what are the four agreements? In the four agreements, they are. Wikipedia is going to tell me. <laughs> There's only four of them. The four agreements: be impeccable with your words. Don't take anything personally. Thank God. Don't make assumptions. Thank you. And always do your best. There you go. I feel like if you like live life that way, I think you could be a, someone who can li- look at things a little bit more in the positive outlook. Like, I'm not going to make an assumption that you meant ill by me by saying this. But if there's a pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you are consistently saying sexist things, I can just be like, okay, I'm not making an assumption anymore. Now you're just, this, these are facts. You're doing yeah. these things. I'm not taking it personally because my facts are showing that you continue to do this. Mm-hmm. And it creates, the fact is that it creates this like weird work environment, yeah. right? Um, because you're choosing to be not impeccable with your words, mm-hmm. you are not considering what those, like, I, I, I'm perplexed when people cannot think beyond themselves. Yeah. I'm very perplexed by that. 
like I'm not like we all are selfish people. I have many selfish bones in my body. Mm-hmm. I know you'd like to think I don't, but I do. Oh, compared to me, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I stole kids uh, Black Friday sales this past Friday. You stole. You stole. I didn't. I didn't pay anything because I just go to the store and I just lift them off of kids at oh. the Nike and Adidas store. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you stole. I swooshed. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That was a joke. JK, JK. Um, All of a sudden, the cops are banging at our door. Nah, man. Alexander. Yeah, no. But the selfishness, I think when you say selfish, you mean like we think of ourselves. We are aware of self. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that we're greedy or or grabbing, but we're thinking about our needs a lot. And some people think about their needs more often than others i know i've made decisions over the past couple years that i'm just like nah this is going to be a bride decision this is this is about me this is going to make other people upset and i'm going to be okay with it you needed that yeah because you went the other way for a long time yeah most of my life yeah (laughs) and culturally Mm -hmm. it is expected for me to like think that way and do that way right Mm -hmm. um sometimes that has benefited me and sometimes it hasn't right like Mm -hmm. as far as like the the consequences of those decisions because every decision has a consequence yeah um it doesn't necessarily have to be bad so i'm just perplexed when like when i'm hearing that gabrielle got fired again agt came out saying like we're an inclusive company like we you know everything that we do is like you know above par and like we're good um i just like i'm Oftentimes, I see women like Gabrielle who are outspoken and say, no, I expect where I work. I have a standard that I expect for where I work, where people um, and she has a power and the privilege to say that. Right. Like, hey, I'm a person that like think of Beyonce. She was met with a bunch of people to to sponsor with them. I believe it was like Puma and Nike and Adidas and all these different things. Mm -hmm. And the reason why she picked Adidas is because there were more people of color in that group. And that there was more people that she trusted and that she had more power into what she wanted her line to look like in Adidas. Beyonce has a line with Adidas? It's a, it's coming out, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, one more reason I love Adidas. <laughs> Adidas? Adidas. Adidas. Um, honestly, probably the only Adidas thing I'm going to purchase is going to be Beyonce's. I'm okay with that. I know you're anti-Adidas. I'm not anti-Adidas. I'm just told that I'm a Nike person. Oh right, you have been told. You're I've been a Nike told that person. I'm part you, of a Nike family. In this household, you are a Nike. I'm a person. Nike family. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, the winds of change are coming, my friend. Just, well, and and and, and they have three the, stripes the C- on them. The CEO has been uh, has been notified that I will be purchasing Beyonce related Adidas wear. Yeah. Um. But 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 I'm saying like when you have a a place of power where you can dictate what your workforce is going to look like, you can be like, no, this is what my expectation is of the people that work here or mm-hmm. like I'm coming to this space. Uh, my expectation is that the people that I work with aren't racially insensitive. Are you going to make mistakes and boo-boos? Of course. Like yeah, that's, sure. that's called being a person. I'm going to do the same thing. But if it's just like, if it's the way that it's reported again, whether it's factual or not, is that it seemed like Gabrielle was being a difficult black woman with her blackness yeah. coming to the forefront and AGT and the whiteness of AGT, Simon Cowell specifically, were with it. And, and it's been known that, that AGT, like the reports have stated that AGT has been known to be a pretty toxic boys club. That And you'll notice like it's mostly the females that get cycled out, not the men. Well, Howie and Simon yeah. are 
standard white cis white straight dudes yeah but neither one of them have a track record for being all together too sensitive yeah they're pretty they're a pretty bootstraps mentality Mm -hmm. so that's not gonna bode well no so i mean i don't know if there's any advice that we can give out to folks uh but i think it's important to pick your battles and think about is this the hill i want to die on well i have some tips oh you do yeah we so i pulled some from a couple sites uh topresume.com and inc.com okay and uh these are some things that one might think about when weighing is this a toxic workplace environment uh first questions you want to ask yourself this doesn't necessarily uh, correlate to a toxic work environment, but they're the initial starting questions, the primer kit, the starter kit, if mm-hmm. you will. So how are you sleeping? Are you regularly getting at least eight hours of sleep? Mm-hmm. That has a lot of factors in it. Like, sure. If one's your not menta- getting eight hours of sleep or not yeah. sleeping well, it doesn't mean you have a toxic workplace environment, but you need to think like, how am I sleeping first of all? Because that can inf- inform my feelings and decision making, right? Sure. So uh, I know when I'm not sleeping well, when if that is happening for a prolonged period of time, uh, my decision making and my feelings are just that much crummier. So gotta have that rejuvenation, sure, that beauty absolutely. rest. Uh, what's your eating like? Are you eating uh, pizza and donuts and Oreos on the reg? Why did I um, say Oreos? Because when I'm at your place, I eat Oreos. <laughs> are you often too stressed to eat, or do you tend to overeat? Stress eating or not eating? Are you doing it regularly? How many calories should you be intaking? What are your macros, your fats, your carbs, your proteins? Are you taking in micronutrients? Those are the things that uh, they don't have listed very often on the nutrition label. Do you even read the nutrition label on your things? Uh, you might want to measure. Why did you bring me three Oreos? Because I care about you. That's what drug dealers say. This well, is sugar. I've been, I've, been no, I've been known to be a drug dealer. Of Oreos. For the misophonic uh, friends out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you just cook out. So, um, what are you eating like? <laughs> the second one. Are you feeling safe at home and work? You look so attractive eating with your, talking with your mouth full. Comes out the side of my mouth. <laughs> are you feeling safe at home and at work? So you ask yourself these questions first. So that's just like the Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. of needs. Is your, ma- is your baseline being yeah. covered? If you don't feel safe at home... Yeah. If you don't feel safe financially, mm-hmm. if you don't feel safe where you are walking in and out of your environment, I think of New York City mm-hmm. and where some people do feel a little threatened by, mm-hmm. I'll just say homeless people. Like sure. if, if you have no house, if you are a houseless person on the streets, some New Yorkers and p- people visiting feel some type of way, yeah. may feel some type of way. Yeah. And so that can inform how well you're feeling in the general day to day of your life. So you ask yourself these questions first and then move forward with, okay, based on this, do I think any of this is being coming from work? Mm. Let's move on to the next set of questions. So uh, here are five things from top resume that mm-hmm. they say could be a toxic workplace environment. Could Tell me. be. Tell me. Um, employee sickness. Burnout, fatigue, illness due to high levels of stress that wreak havoc on our bodies. If people are calling in sick or worse, are working sick, that's a good sign of toxic workplace environment. Makes sense. Like you're not healthy, you're not doing well. You're not going to do good work. And also I should say, 
when I read all of these things from mm-hmm. these two websites, I thought of my experience with an American work culture mm. and then seeing other countries do work culture and realizing we do it wrong. We, we are the worst. <laughs> We're the effing worst. We're the worst. Got it. I mean, other countries would look at us and say, like, you guys live to work. Other countries work to live. Yep. I would love to be at a place where I just live to work. But a lot of Americans say like, oh, those people are lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I do want to make some room for cultural national differences here. Let's, let's second, say, say the next. Second one, narcissistic leadership. Your higher ups demand that you always agree with them. Tell mm-hmm. them they're right and feel they're above the rules. Mm-hmm. They expect everyone else to be perfect while they can meet lower standards. Word. Number three. Little to no enthusiasm. Mm. Look around the office. Is anyone happy to be working there? <laughs> Is anyone smiling? Are conversations positive or upbeat? Is anyone talking at all? A no to these questions equals toxicity. Okay. Glum. Number four. Lack of communication or negative communication. You and others don't get the necessary information to do your job. You work hard with no positive feedback and no recognition, and you might even be told to be glad you have a job at all. Mm-hmm. And number five, high turnover. I don't think I need to say anything that about that. High turnover. People, People are not leave. happy. They're gone. Yep. Yep. So those are the five things from Top Resume. How to deal with it. Here are five suggestions. Find people who feel the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Developing friendships, having that support system. Do something after work that can help relieve stress. Go to the gym. Do Seriously. some home repairs. Seriously. Watch some TV. Yep. Read a book. Read a book. Journal. Take a walk. Get a life. Have a life outside of work. I Shocking. love my job. I, I love my job. And I will tell you, not every day is the best day. Nope. But I recognize the grass is probably not greener on the other side anywhere yep so i'm thankful that i don't deal with the level of stress a lot of people deal with because if i didn't like any part of my job i think about people i know who work in financial Mm -hmm. especially down in new york city yeah who work 60 to 80 hour weeks and Uh, they're making dumb dumb money but at what cost money you look like you hate your life Mm -hmm. yeah so 40 60 hours seem terrible to you i'll tell you what the amount of cocaine you must be doing to keep up those hours (laughs) I wouldn't want it. You're like, not not for me. Get off the horse. Um, Number three, create a list to keep yourself busy. Okay. A list can help you stay focused on your tasks instead of toxic atmosphere. I like that. And gives you the reason to keep going every day. Have a list of things. Number four, document everything you do. Save emails and write down comments, decisions from meetings, phone calls, and every person you interact with. If you need to file a complaint, you will need the evidence to back your claim. That is pretty helpful. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's not a great feeling, but it's definitely helpful. And number five, start your exit strategy. Yep. If it's toxic, got to keep it moving. How are we going to get out of this mess? Yep. Um, from Inc.com, they said, here are... Mm, people are too um here are nine signs of a toxic work environment mm-hmm. i'll go real quick through these number one people love to use peer pressure to hold others back okay i see that mm, all right people love to hold a meeting after the meeting yes 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 uh, what number three people love to let joe be joe well, uh, Joe's gonna be Joe. Right. Jay's gonna be Jay. Jay Leno's just gonna be Jay. You know Jay. 
I was talking about those meat markets. Number four, people love to act as if they're already paid. If they've, if they've already paid their dues. Mm-hmm. As if they've already paid their dues. I, I will say I have been guilty of this. I definitely have been guilty of that, too, where I've just been like, I've done that. I don't know why I have to do it. Oh, again. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, I did that for X amount of years. Right. Now you want me to. Nah, man, I, I, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Reading this article is good for me because I was like, you know what? Yeah, I remember you got to be doing it always yeah. like you still have to be working through it it's it's a what have you done for me lately thing yeah not just like the credit you built up you still day to day um it's like if you think about any great athlete mm-hmm. let's say they had five great years of play right the next five years doesn't mean they get to ghost mm-hmm. yeah they still want that productivity right people love to say that's not my job Ooh. uh Say it louder. You cannot be. I here's what I try to do as in my role as someone who oversees X Things, amount yeah. of professionals and and people who are paraprofessionals. There's nothing I can't do and won't do that is yep. beneath me. Amen. It can be the lowliest thing mm-hmm. to the highest part of my mental faculties to solve a problem or to screw in a, a nut. Yep. I will. It could be the most complicated situation mm-hmm. or, the, or the most simplest. I'll wipe down and clean a workplace as fast as I will organize a spreadsheet with pivot tables. Hell yeah. You know, like and I'm you a, and you kill those pivot. tables. I'm a multi tool. You can call me Leatherman. Woo-hoo. Number six. Uh, people love to think experience alone has value. Mm. You put someone in a position not for what they offer, but because they've been there before. They've seen it. Yeah. Uh, uh, a colleague once said, uh, okay, whatever. I don't need to read that. Number seven, people love to gossip. Ugh. I hate this. Yup. I have never, maybe when I was 23, uh, when I was a new professional, I participated mildly in this. Sure. After that time, yeah. I can't stand this. I will say like I've... I've participated adjacently, like, in it, for sure. Mm -hmm. And since I've gotten, like, into my late 20s, I'm kind of like, yeah, late 20s into my 30s. Like, this is not for me. Like, I wish the best for my colleagues and so forth and keep it moving. Because it's not a good look. I know cultures who have done this where I've worked there. Mm -hmm. And those people uh, think that I'm not interested in getting to know them or being friends with them or think that I'm standoffish. Well, you but might I, be, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I might be because I don't really like you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear about, I've heard about people gossiping in multiple workplaces I've been in. Right. Oh, and then you hear through the grapevine, well, Alex doesn't come around. How come we don't see Alex? Blah, blah, blah. It's because like, Alex don't want to be around you. Why are you talking about me? Why are you talking about everybody? I'm bored. I'm tired of it already. And I don't even, I'm not even around you. Yeah. <laughs> Get a life. Go read a book. Well, I think that's the problem, right? Like people are feeling these things or say they say those mm-hmm. things because it's easier to say those things than, um, than get a life. But that also goes to one of the resolutions for uh, the last one we mm-hmm. saw from the what was that called from topresume.com mm-hmm. was finding a friend at the workplace yeah that you can confide that's in. definitely helpful if, if you can confide in someone 
constructively, I think that's helpful. Absolutely. But if that conversation I mean, turns you into in a lot of ways for me, yeah. So likewise, yeah. Likewise, I don't. I don't feel like our conversations are ever petty. I think always think they're resourceful. Right. It's and always supportive. Yeah. So it's. I never feel like if I'm like struggling with something or if I'm like having a success, like I can say that to you without feeling like I'm being judged by it. If right. anything, you'll give me wise counsel. I, th- I think we're always seeking counsel. Like yeah. you, I think you, that's what it I'll always call is. you if I have a question like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Right. Is this correct? Or what would you do in this situation? Right. What what do you think is the best route here? We're not we're not talking about people's like nasty breath and uh I don't like have time to habits. I I don't really care what yeah. anyone does. I also want to have my work life balance where I can go to the gym. Right. I want to be able to like not think about work when I'm outside of work. Facts. So um number 8, people love to grab the glory. Mm. That's so true. And sometimes that, that's just like terrible people, but um there are definitely people that I know that have taken credit for work that I've done in various jobs that I've had mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, I could sit here and be petty about it or mm-hmm. I could just be like, oh, that's just, that's who they are. That's not who I am, but that's who they are. And number nine, dot, dot, dot. And they love to throw under others under the bus. Whoo. I hate throwing others under the bus. And I can say fairly confidently mm-hmm. that I've done that only... I could count on two hands and the number in the last 10 plus years that I've thrown someone under the bus. I don't like doing it. I unless won't it was, do it. Unless it's, it was it their fault? Yeah. Oh, always. I like, I won't cover for someone, okay. but I will defend someone very quickly. Mm-hmm. I won't cover for someone, but I, I will avoid as much as possible making someone else look bad. I do the same. And the only time I would, I don't think I've ever really like purposely thrown someone under the bus. If it was like, if my hands were tied and I couldn't protect them anymore, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I have, I have to now tell them. If this some, is, right. This is, this is the. Especially if I supervise them, yeah. I will take the brunt and say, you know. That's me. 100%. Obviously, obviously this person was tasked with doing this, but I could have done a better job of supporting sure. them. Sure. Or doing this to make sure that it didn't fall through. Right. Um, yeah. I never want my people to feel like i'm not in their corner yeah so i agree um yeah these are the things that they say yield to a a toxic workplace environment but i also think some of these things too having read these i think i'm susceptible to some of these occasionally Mm -hmm. um i'm not perfect i'm not a perfect human being so there's things i could do better i think the word toxic if you're hearing some of these and you're listening and saying like, oh, my God, some days I feel like, you know, I've paid my dues or some days right. I feel like, uh, you know, there's a meeting after another meeting. I have back to back meetings that I scheduled or something that I feel like a horrible person contributing to toxic workplace environment. I'm not saying all of these equate to that right. because sometimes if you need to have two meetings with two different groups, or, just, that's just but, life. then that's yeah. just what it is. Right. Um, but it's just all kind of imbalanced. The word toxic, I don't want us to take that too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word like annoying might be more appropriate for some right. people. Yeah, if you have an annoying workplace environment, yeah. sometimes. There's, I definitely have moments where I'm just like, yeah, this week was not a good week. Or yeah. like, this was not a good day. 
but that doesn't mean that the workplace environment is toxic. And I also wonder how much of it is my own contribution to the toxic work environment, right? Absolutely. Like, am I contributing? Am I not doing my best work to contribute to the con? You know, like, I'm not doing my best, thus it's only contributing to a more toxic work mm-hmm. environment. So you have to look at the big picture too. Like, we work at a place where one of the days this week and once a month this happens. I will have one day in the week where I will have to be in at 8.15 mm-hmm. and I'll be done at 11.30 p.m. Yep. This Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> That's going like, to be us. Hi. Well, all of those meetings are usually something I can look forward to. because they I'm don't exhausted. Require- I hate it. Yeah. I'll, I'll go as far as to say, oh, I hate the idea of it. Yeah. Once I'm actually doing it, when I'm in it and I let myself think it's not great. about the time and yeah. just about being in the moment, yeah. I'm like, I'm enjoying every one of these. Right. And then at 11.30 p.m., when it all it's all done, click shuts off. My brain just goes to jello. Right. Because you, you've I, literally used it for mm-hmm. well over I fall into bed and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I, so I think one of the things is staying in the moment and being grateful for the good parts of the job. Right. And then you make up those hours someplace else. Like, right. take a long lunch somewhere with yeah. someone if you can. Right. Um, you know, like, we get that time We haven't done that back. at all this semester. We should I don't take lunch with anybody anytime. Neither. I've not taken... I've taken lunch and just started working. <laughs> like, I've grabbed lunch. Yeah. Went to my office and continued. That's what I do all the time. Yeah. But I would... I want to... I feel like that would help with my... Today I did, like, a lunch with, a te- with my team. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to kind of get away for, like, an hour and just mm-hmm. be with the team, which was lovely. Yeah. I'm going to do that with my team before the end of the semester. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Any thoughts? Any last thoughts on that? No. Yeah. I just... Uh, good for uh, Dwayne Wade for continuing to um, support his wife and his... Um, Gabrielle hasn't said anything specifically outside of on Thanksgiving Day. She mentioned, you know, thank you for the support and love and so much to be grateful for. Um, so, you know, be good to one another and just know... Uh, what you put out there is reciprocal so like do your best to put goodness out there in the world true that so true that you want to talk about some basketball because i would love to hoops let's talk about some hoops all right folks it is time for our drilling section where we talk about all things basketball specifically nba basketball um we try our best to make it as simple and um, interesting as possible because we love basketball and we love talking about it so as we drink our arizona iced tea which arizona iced tea did you get Mm, i got the zero calorie green tea with ginseng okay okay i and you got me the mucho mango fruit juice cocktail so basically it's basically sugar um mine has less than one gram of sugar let me see what mine does you have 25 oh my i like that i like it all nutrition labels oh geez well there were some in there that had 44 so i mean it could be worse could be worse and we have our barbecue uh hood chips and uh Let's talk about some basketball. Yeah, this episode has been brought to you by Arizona Tea. <laughs> uh, okay, real briefly, I just want to say the Tell top me. the top two teams in both conferences, East and West, Tell have me. the exact same record of seventeen and three. Okay, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. So those are your top, your kings on the hill, if you will. Second. In the East, Toronto Raptors followed Ironically, by the... Ironically, the Kings are nowhere to be found. 
Yeah, they're pretty low, <laughs> as is to be expected. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are second. Good for them. Still holding tight. They have a 15 and four record. No they... Kawhi, no problem. Doing what they gotta Pascal do. Pascal Siakam's killing them. Uh, and then the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics looking really good, followed by the Philadelphia 76ers. And then the rest. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are back to 10 and 10. Okay. 50-50. That's good. Yeah. They've they've been on a winning streak since Kyrie's been injured. Yeah. That tends to happen with Kyrie, doesn't it? We'll be talking about that a little bit later. <laughs> uh, and in the West, we have followed... Following the Lakers are the Denver Nuggets, the LA Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome Yo. back. Welcome back. Donchich? Don Yeah, you're Don- right. Donchich. You're right. You're right. Um the Houston Killing Rockets. It out there. Utah Jazz, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Phoenix Suns would be in the playoffs today. Hey. If the playoffs are run the way that they are going to be put run. Yeah, sure. Because there are talks that the playoffs may change. There are talks. There are talks. The Portland Trailblazers are looking better, but they're still in the 11th seed right now in the West. Again, already like 20 games in. They're behind the Sacramento Kings. Oh boy. They're behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh boy. Not good. Um, so hopefully things change then. But I mean, some things are changing well, with wait, the wait, Portland Trailblazers. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say one thing. Okay, real okay, quick. Tell me, tell we have season me, leaders me. on the stats. Tell me. On the stats side. This week. James Harden is now averaging. 38.9 points per game. Yo. I'm still really... You know how I feel about this. Can we, like, I stop talking so. about him? I mean, he's Until, forcing an issue. But I'm just, like, over it. He literally left the game at the beginning of the fourth quarter because he had 60 points. Yeah. And he was only two points, you know, three points away, essentially, from breaking his, his highest scoring regular season score mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. And he like he didn't make a fit about it, but he was like, "Oh my god, I had sixty points. I could have like literally made another two points, and then I would have passed my sixty-one points from previously." Whatever, dude. You're you, still you're you have you have two tricks up your whole sleeve, a layup and a step back three. Cool. I'm not saying that he needs to be super fancy, but I just don't think we need to be like, yo, he's like the most amazing player. He's an amazing shooter, as far as like. His ability, his his stamina to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm giving him crap is because he doesn't play any defense. He's not a well-rounded player in my eyes. I, said I don't I, disagree I, with you. I, I said what I said. I don't disagree with you. He's not a well-rounded Kyrie, player. Kyrie may have some thoughts about that, but I said what I said. Mm. The next leading point getter is averaging 30.9 points per game. That's Giannis, who I would say is a more well-rounded player. I agree. However, he cannot shoot at all. But he's still more well-rounded. Yeah. So I, I, guess, I, it's what, I guess it's what you're interested in. Because I also find watching Giannis much more entertaining than watching Harden is. Yeah. But if I had to vote today, mm-hmm. my number, the number three score right now is Luka Doncic at 30.6. He would be my MVP. I mean, people are talking about him being MVP based on just how ridiculous he's being from a guy who was a rookie averaging 19 points a game to now averaging over 30 and i just want to say 19 points is not shabby no not all for a rookie season but to be now third in the league in scoring at over 30 a game and and what 20 for the month of november he averaged a 30 point triple double wild 10 rebounds 10 assists and 30 points averaged per game wild Get out of here with that. What is this guy? And behind him is Trey Young. 
What? Trey Young is averaging 28.4 points a game. That's wild. I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming either. And then number five is St. Louis Finest. Bradley Beal. <laughs> Bradley Beal going on the scoring streak. I, I forget how much you love Bradley Beal. For Kill him, player. <laughs> go, boy. Go, go Blue. Um, okay, so we got those are the point leaders. And then in assists, the only person who's averaging double digits in assists is your man, LeBron James. God, I'm so shocked by that. Not 11 assists a game. I'm, I am shocked. I'm shooketh. And then uh, three-pointers made. Who do you think is leading in most three-pointers made per game? Harden? Yep. Five. I don't know why I took... Five a game. Again. Okay. Stir that pot. Uh, and then Andre <laughs> Drummond, 17 rebounds a game. The next highest is Clint Capella with 14.7. I'll say it again. He was my dope person of the week mm-hmm. a month ago. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about this young fella. I mean, doing good things. Um, and then, let's see. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's leading in steals. And I feel good about that. Me too. So those are pretty much it. So yeah, I just wanted to make it known that James Harden is on a tear right now. And he cannot be stopped. However, it is not. Does not e- mean that I'm not bored. Does not equate to wins. It sure doesn't. Because their team is where on the standings? Well, they're fifth. They'd still be in the playoffs. No, but you're not one. You know who's not doing well? We talked about them. Mm. Uh, and they have a guy who used to play for the Houston Rockets. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The Portland Trailblazers and mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony are doing better. They're doing better. He was named the Western Conference Player of the Week. That was my dope person of the week last week. I just want to say mm-hmm. that Carmelo, you're welcome for the dabbling and dribbling boost. Right, because that clearly helped his his game. He listens. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy for him that he's... It just seems like he's getting his groove back. Mm-hmm. But my understanding is, is Dame out still? No, he's back. So they're just making it work? Because he's, right. he's still playing off the bench though, right? Who, Dame? Mm-mm. Oh, Carmelo? Carmelo. No, Carmelo's starting. Still been starting. Huh. Interesting. Carmelo come off the bench? Yeah. Come off the bench? Please. Yeah. Well, he didn't come off the bench originally because Dame was out. So, you know. You expected me to come off the bench. I'm Carmelo Anthony. He says he knows what his role is. Yeah, coming in the starting lineup. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know how Carmelo's doing. He wears the number double zero. Yeah. He is aware of, he knows his role. Yeah. So I'm happy for Carmelo being the player of the week. I'm glad that he's starting to fit in. He had 25 points the other night. Mm-hmm. Vintage Mello. Vintage Looked Mello. great. He, was, he shot I, 80% from the field one night. His last three games, he has not shot less than 50%. 50, 80, and then like 60. And you know what? I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Because... He deserves to do well, and um, especially with like the the seasons that he's had previously, mm-hmm. he deserves some some a good streak, and I'm I'm grateful. I'm to... happy he's hustling hard. Yeah, and he's he's got a non guarantee contract. Yeah, if I had a non guarantee contract, I'd be hustling hard too. Exactly. Every game matters. Everything matters. Every move. Every. Hopefully, it's not a toxic work environment, but it seems like he's he's thriving there, which I'm not mad about. Yeah. Um, possible toxic work environment or possible, uh, we got, we have a conflict of interest maybe in Brooklyn, here, here across the river. Okay. What's going on in Brooklyn? Our neighbors to the east mm-hmm. at the, um, Barclay Center. Okay. Their star player, K. 
Kevin Durant is out this season. Right. We all know this. Kyrie Irving is holding down the fort uh-huh. until his brother comes back next year for them to play together. So Kyrie's been scoring, like I said, he's been on a tear, yeah, he's averaging about 28 points a game. Cool. Not shabby. No, it's great. Um, there are rumors that Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets are not so, uh, they're not meshing as well. They're hmm. not ups- They're not, people are not upset, but he's just not that brother. And this, he's cut from the same cloth as Kobe. I was about to say, I'm like, is this a Kobe situation? No one dislikes Kobe, but people will tell you Kobe as a teammate is not jovial. He's not that guy. He's a little bit distant. He keeps a healthy arm's length sure. from people. You don't have to be best friends with everyone you work with. Agreed. So that's but when you're on the court, you need to be able to communicate. Chemistry is helpful, and so Kyrie is an admirer of Kobe's. Mm -hmm. Has long studied Kobe, and Kyrie we know to be a very cerebral. As far as NBA players go, Kyrie's one of the most cerebral players there are. He's touted for his reputation is that he is smart, intelligentsia. So recently, Kyrie has been out injured. As I said, mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets were about, I want to say, f- four and seven mm-hmm. when he went out. And the Brooklyn Nets are now 10 and 10. Mm-hmm. So the record could be against some easy teams. Right. But the Nets are more so playing like they were before Kyrie got there, mm-hmm. operating from a team mentality. You don't have a Kyrie who can score 50 points for you. Right. Kyrie is very ball dominant. Right. One of the things Kyrie was supposed to do in the recent weeks was go back to Boston on a road trip. Yep. Kyrie missed his homecoming to Boston, his first return since leaving Boston to go play for the Nets. And so some people grumbled about it saying, you know, I understand he's injured. I understand he's hurt. But boo! We want Kyrie to face the Boston Celtics in the garden. Yeah. Okay. Kyrie wasn't there. Okay. Kyrie put out an Instagram post. It was a story because I couldn't find the post, but it was an Instagram story that he posted on Thanksgiving. Oh, it was a story. Yeah. Oh, he ran a story. That's why I couldn't find it. It literally was just like words in a blank, you know, black screen words. I am now going to read for you Kyrie's story. Okay. The transcript. And then we'll talk about it. Action. Um, It happens all the time. And tonight just shows how sports entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. Mm. It's one big show that means very, very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actually things that matter going on within it. Like figuring out a life that means more than a damn ball, damn spelled D-A-M, ball going into a hoop Mm. or learning how to grow up being in a fishbowl of a society based on your popularity level as a person or even dealing with becoming a leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with life after it happens but spelled with three t's comma this game of sports capitalized tgs this game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being right question mark 
or the real life things that happen to people every day, but they still have to perform for the NBA and its fans, question mark, right? Question mark. It's all about doing it for the fans and organization that love you so much, question mark. Mm. Think again. It's a game. Game all capitals. And it's promoted as a fandom experience for ticket buyers and viewers at home while defacing who people truly are as people, all caps. Mm. Then, Then spat at... Sorry. Then spat out all over these media networks as valuable food for thought while they actually believe that their opinions hold weight to real cultural leaders that speak and act for change. One big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes the stand and speaks the truth every time, though. A purpose and a spiritual-led life will always be bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or any entertainment space this game isn't meant to be controlled and shown as a drama it's meant to show the love all caps love for the art is the only damn thing that keeps the purest people in this giant sports entertainment circus don't fall for the game that's played in front of you as entertainment it'll never be a serious it will never be as serious dealing with life i think that's meant to be never be as serious as dealing with life end quote so Kyrie has some feelings <sighs> that was really hard to read yeah i don't uh, i don't think we have enough degrees to parse that out what do you think what are your thoughts here what are your initial so in one hand i want to think beyond myself right and think about him and the shoes that he's in uh he is a whole person. And from what he has shared about who he is, he is a whole person that is complex. He thinks very complexly and interest interestingly. So I think of it as this guy's got his feelings hurt because people are not seeing him for the whole human that he is. They're only seeing him as this marketable, money-making figure. And that for him and his value of who he is, is demeaning and does not take into account the complexities and the multitudes that is Kyrie Irving because it's just a game. In the same way that we've talked about like uh, load bear, load management and things like that of people saying like, is that like something that we should be doing and things like that. It's like, they're a whole person. They're allowed to take a sick day. They're allowed to feel what they're feeling and manage all the things that are, you know, part of who they are as a person and as a basketball player. So for me, I look at it as like, was this the most productive way of relaying his feelings? Probably not. Cause it's an Instagram post. It seems kind of petty. It seems very reactive to the boos that were heard in, in uh, the TD garden center place that they were playing at. Um, in Boston, um, but yeah, I just kind—I just see like a guy and his feelings, whose feelings aren't unwarranted. Like it's not—I don't think it's unwarranted. It's like he's mm-hmm. feeling what he's feeling because it's real. Like he is—he is more than just an athlete. He is a whole person that has multitudes. Mm-hmm. That it? That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all I got. Hi, yeah. I'm 
Kyrie is one of my favorite players to I watch. En- I enjoy, I super enjoy watching him. I, th- I also think he's very smart, and I just, I appreciate his insights, even if I think he's a little cuckoo to think that the earth is flat. We're not going to talk about this right now. We've had other casts. We've talked about this, but I'm saying. Looks like a pizza. Um, this person is only 27, and when I think about where I was at 27, I had not accumulated nine seasons in the NBA mm-hmm. at that time. So he, from the age of 18 on, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm reading a text message. Yeah. Just letting you know. Anyway, continue. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Wrigley's probably going to bark soon, just yeah. FYI. <laughs> um, yeah, trigger warning. <laughs> so uh, he, at 27, he's already amassed nine seasons in the NBA. Yeah. Um, what he must have seen over the course of these years from 18 on, I can't and relate also, to. And we've also seen him, like, have problems when he went to the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. And him even saying, like, yo, I, I get it now when he was talking about LeBron, like, what he had to do to kind of rally this team of boys, yeah. <laughs> you know, and some men <laughs> to, to yeah. create a championship out of it. And, like, you know, he's he's allowed to feel what he's feeling and like mm-hmm. all of those things. So I just think it's, it's such an interesting thing to navigate. I appreciate that Kyrie is vulnerable at times mm-hmm. and speaks his mind. And when he was on the press day for the Brooklyn Nets this year, they asked him about where he is now at this stage of his maturity as a player. And he said, yeah, I didn't lead those guys effectively last year. And I wasn't a good leader because I was still dealing with stuff interpersonally where I had lost my uncle and I really didn't grieve. Like I really didn't have that time and I should have, I should have been getting therapy earlier Mm. and I just didn't handle that well. Yeah. And so he's talking from a place of a real mature person saying, Hey, yeah, I wasn't at my best, like emotionally, physically, mentally. I just, I wasn't there. And it's okay to not show up because yeah. if you're not there, you're not there. And and again, I know that this is a the NBA is like for the people and all these different. It's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, it's for the people. It's all those things, but it's also like they are people who are doing who's doing this really cool job. Kyrie has been on record in some interviews as saying, "Here's what I here's what I think this piece does mm-hmm. to the team morale, though." In the same way that the morale in Boston wasn't great, right? With his leadership, not terrible. Guys don't hate Kyrie. But, but he just expects a lot. He expects, well, does he? Because if I'm his teammate reading this, if I am all basketball, only basketball, 24-7, born, bred, and breathing basketball to win a championship, Kyrie has interest in other things. Kyrie yeah, has always been multi-interested. Yeah. And so he does interviews where he has been on record saying, yeah, I'd be fine retiring at 30-31 right. from the league and moving on to do other things. Right. I don't need to put a ball in a hoop for the rest of my life. I have Which is other what you mean. He essentially is he saying. He said it again. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. But he has a four-year contract that would take him through 31. So are we saying Kyrie's going to retire at the end of his Brooklyn days? Or does he have a longer career ahead of him? Guys don't know where Kyrie's heart is in the game. When Kyrie is saying things about mental wellness and being able to balance as a whole person, what do you say? Living a a meaningful and spiritual life um, is his goal with balance and everything. Mm -hmm. First of all, I relate to that hard yeah same hard stop yeah like that he's taking the words out of my mouth um to be a full, to be a full person i think is important i Whoa, told you Riggs. so uh yeah that's important but as a basketball player where some of these guys some of these guys don't 
understand. Wrigley, Wrigley, oh, stop, buddy. buddy. We're okay. still recording. My God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's just the guy you're used to. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> All right, back to what you were saying. All right, you, um, you, you appreciate what he's saying. I appreciate what he's saying from a personhood standpoint. I hope the guys in the locker room, and I think from how he's articulated it, I think there are guys in the locker room who understand where he's coming from. You but get it? Well, um, yes. But however, he, like you said, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Kyrie's baseline needs are sometimes financially, physically, he's met. Yeah. He doesn't need to worry about bread for his future and his family and all that stuff. There are guys on that team who are making far less money than him. Right. Who could use a starting position on this team or another team. Who, and if, do, and, yeah. if they feel like Kyrie's not fully in it with his heart, they'd rather take the, his spot on the court, right? Right. So there's that. So I would be a little bit miffed if I were his teammate in that way. But you also understand the guy is saying he's suffering. Mentally, so I also have some empathy for him. Right, I think guys can be in both mindsets. Yeah, and no, he's with us on the court by his pure talent. He's a he's a mercenary. Right, but in our style of play as a team, right, you have the ball in your hands so much that you're able to cultivate the others. If you're in this mental state, I'd rather you be able to distribute that ball and play off the ball more. Well, he's also, I think, the kind of person that, like many people I know, are just like, I'm just going to figure it out. I don't need other people other than the people that I've chosen. Keeps a tight circle. Keeps it tight. Yeah. You know? Which, yeah. I, which I'm not, I can't be mad at him about either. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you know he had a kid? No. I had no idea he had a, he has a whole three-year-old. She's cute as a button. I've never seen three. it. That would have been his last year in Cleveland. Yeah, I would've guess. Would have been his last year in Cleveland. Conceived. No, wait. She's three. Yeah. That means somewhere after the champion, 16, after the championship, because oh, it was born 2015. Okay, so then it was this time 2015. Oh, she was born 2015. Yeah. Also, oh, it was during she was born during his championship year. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's what at least it was her birthday recently. I saw. It, I was just like, yo, I didn't know she he had a kid. Happy birthday, girl. Yeah. Um, we'll keep her name out the airwaves. Yeah. No, but uh, I just wish the best for him because I like I feel for someone who's just like struggling. Yeah. With kind of finding their place, you know? Yeah. But at least he seems like he has the mental fortitude to figure out and read himself for where he is in his space. He can, he the knows. The first part of like a healthy mindset is just knowing you're, you're stiff. Right. He's <laughs> like, like, knowing here are my issues. Gone. Here are my things. My uncle's gone. I'm still grieving. And meanwhile, I'm quote unquote dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with with life after it happens yeah um, i get that yeah okay yeah that sounds heavy i'm glad <laughs> sounds heavy? he's that already said heavy. he's seen a therapist so great i'm glad that that he's taking that time to help himself so i don't know but i would say for anybody coming back to boston sucks so if you like <laughs> I i'm you know if you had to play back at boston those those fans are mean I mean, anyway the patriots lost last night so yeah screw so. boston i don't even like boston <laughs> I mean, it's not a it's not the worst place in the world, but it's Boston great. Boston doesn't have a track record with being super empathetic toward its athletes, if you know what I'm saying. Ah, uh, I see, I see. So true. Anyway. All right. Do you want to talk about some dope people? I feel like that's everything, right? Is that everything that we discussed? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, let's keep it moving.
All right, folks, it is time to talk about our dope person of the week, where we talk about someone or some people who've done some pretty dope things. Um, and I believe this week it is Sir Alexander that gonna, goes first. I'm going to keep this pretty light. All right, keep it light. So in light of Carmelo Anthony's 25 point and 11 rebound performance against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. Your team. Yep, that's my team. Um, Damian Lillard also had 28 points in that game also. Uh, Bulls can't stop yeah. anybody. Uh, the great Hassan Whiteside, mm-hmm. the center for the Portland Trail Blazers, also recorded a Portland Trail Blazer franchise-high 10 blocks in the game. Mm. 10 blocks against your Your Bulls just basically can rolled we, out the red carpet. Can we... Can you be less... Is anyone trying less, to set records tonight? We're going to give you all... Hey, Carmelo, you want player of the week? We'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, just no fight at all. So anyway, Hassan Whiteside uh, had a great game setting that franchise record for his club. And so I looked into the, the young fella. I wanted to give him my dope person of the week spot mm-hmm. this week. So here are some facts um, about Hassan Whiteside. The center for the Portland Trail Blazers. I'm not going to tell you about how he got drafted in the second round to the Kings or any of that stuff. I'm just going to tell you things straight from the man. Tell he was me. Asked some questions from uh, the Miami Heat press in 2017. This article came from 2017. Full disclaimer from the Miami Heat press. They asked him some questions. Here's what Hassan said. All right. Who was your favorite player growing up? Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, and Shaq. Great. Great three. Great trio. What? Uh, what's your favorite TV show or movie? Family Guy. What would you be if you were not a basketball player? Mm-hmm. NASCAR driver. Okay, okay, okay. He can't fit in that car. I was saying, like, he's kind of big he's for that He's seven car, feet he? tall. Those dudes are, like, four feet. Mm-hmm. All right. Not practical, but still a dream. Really? He said, listen, I would be a NASCAR driver, a boxer, and then a chef. Oh, he can cook. Check you out, ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, Who are your top three musicians in your rotation? Drake, J. Cole, Jay-Z. Not bad. Whose playing style do you think you most model your game after? I just got a mixture. Maybe David Robinson, probably. Okay. Uh, What is one thing that you can't live without? Video games. Sounds like a dude answer. What is your favorite type of food? Can't pick. There's too many. What is your favorite workout or drill? Shooting drills. What is your favorite subject in school? Math. I was going to say, it wasn't math. Math. Okay. You can count to 10. Uh, (laughs) What is your favorite sport outside of basketball? Is video games a sport? Some people get paid for it. Mm -hmm. He said, actually, that's true. He said, yeah, video games. What was the most memorable experience on court as a professional player? When I set the first triple-double with blocks in Miami Heat history. Mm. That was against the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to, what would you like to do once your playing career is over? He says, retire on an island and just relax. I, I love it. What is the first thing you bought with your NBA check? He said, a car, the 2010 Escalade. What was your most unusual experience with a fan? Signing arms. That's just weird. signing arms. That's weird. I don't know. Uh, What was your welcome to the NBA moment? You're like, hey, you've arrived. Mm -hmm. 
the Bulls game when I got the triple double with blocks. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you said that just to be mean to me. Who, who are three historical figures you would like to have lunch with? Martin Luther King, Tupac, and Warren Buffett. Okay. Uh, and then what is your favorite outdoor activity? Swimming. I like swimming. Yeah. I love it. So that's uh, Hassan Whiteside. That's awesome. I did not know anything about him. So it was lovely to learn more about him. Yeah. What about you? My person is none other than Dwayne Wade. I mean, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> another for, Miami Heat legend. Another Miami Heat legend. We've and he been, also played for the Bulls. He did. We don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm giving him the spotlight. But I also want to give the spotlight also to his lovely wife, Gabrielle Union. Um, feels like this is like the Wade episode, yeah. the Wade and Union episode, um, because Dwayne Wade responded to some post Thanksgiving hate um, that he was receiving over his child Zion's appearance in a family photo. So, for those of you who don't know, Zion um, came out gay um, and dresses more femme. Um, and I believe goes by she, her pronouns. Um, the reason why I say that is because, uh, Dwayne, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or maybe a month or two ago, posted a picture of Gabrielle, his daughter, um, Kavia and Zion and said, my girls with two hearts next to it. And so, and some people were like, my girls, uh, what the heck, you know, all these different things. Cause Zion, um, is male. Um, presenting present well male presenting as far as like um, sex is concerned mm-hmm. uh, but his gender um, expression is more feminine mm-hmm. and so Gabrielle at that time was like looks like love to me I truly hope that everyone gets the love and support and hugs they deserve also Kav ain't that du- ain't with that dumb shit please peace and blessings good people um, and they've openly like gone to like gay pride parades with Zion um, and things like that and supported supported uh, Zion through um, this coming out process and just been really cool about it. And so recently, um, uh, Z- um, Dwayne posted a picture of of him holding Kavia, Zion next to him, and next to Zion, Gabrielle Union. And if you look at this picture, I'm going to try to show it to you. I just saw it. Yeah, they're on the staircase. They're on the staircase. Um, If you look at the picture, you'll see that Zion's nails are done real nice Mm -hmm. um, and is wearing Mm -hmm. a crop top. Mm Mm-hmm. And typically Zion wears like ver- like heels or some sort of a heel. I don't see that here, but um, that's typically what he does or, or what Zion does. Um, and so Dwayne posted on November 30th, I've seen some post Thanksgiving hate on social media and my on my family um, about my family photo. Stupidity is a part of this world we live in. So I get it. But here's the thing. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So we will continue to be us and support each other with pride, love, and a smile. And then you did a peace sign emoji. Mm. Later, someone posted, I don't know if Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle, at Dwayne Wade and at it's Gabrielle Union, know how powerful and moving it is that they're embracing their son's individuality. Damn it, I'm crying. Uh, that's the parentheses that they put mm-hmm. um, in our community being given autonomy over over your body belief image and statement as a child isn't a thing this child is free and happy and then Dwayne Wade responded to this said as a parent my only goal is that my kids feel that I see them love them and support them 
period. Um, and other people have posted of like, I don't think people re- like people realize how amazing it is to see a black straight like man man right like yeah. when you think of like so- society wise, um, a man man really accepting his son just for who they are mm-hmm. and not looking and like th- talking about how it is such a wonderful and beautiful depiction of just what love is period you know um and zaire um who is uh, Dwayne's oldest son says love you little bro no matter what uh got your back kid support gang <laughs> um so you know zion is living in this world where he is being supported and loved by the people that love him and people who don't get it what the hell mind your own damn business and you know what Dwayne wade you freaking rock for caring about your children for who they are and loving them for who they are where they don't have to like hide who they are and people like him and magic johnson who have embraced their their sons um is super cool to see especially you know i don't see it a lot in football but i'm uh, or in baseball that i've known but those two figures for me specifically i think of a lot when i think of um children coming out and being authentically who they are and their parents their very hyper masculine parents accepting them for who they are yeah so Dwayne wade you rock bad that's great chicago's very own that's really good yeah i love that very sweet so um i think that's all we have for the cast nice short and sweet which we love mm-hmm. um make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms at dabbling dribbling as well as uh subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts whether it be spotify amazon uh, does amazon have any podcast release nope I don't know why I just said that. Um, I don't know. Apple, Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Someone's been doing some Cyber Monday shopping. Yeah, I'm tired, guys. Um, so, yeah, make sure you follow us and subscribe to us because we love to hear from y'all. With that being said, do you have any words of wisdom for the good of the order? Nah, peace and love. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Amen post, to that. Post-Thanksgiving. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, folks. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.